Aisha loves at least a dozen things about her husband. He is kind, sincere, responsible, and hardworking. He takes care of his family and he looks after his friends. There is only one problem. He is missing. He went out one afternoon seven years ago and did not come back, leaving behind his wife and six daughters. Aisha misses him so much that the thought of his return fills her with unparalleled joy. The only way she can capture her strong emotions is through some form of poetry. I will be very happy. I will be happier than you think. I will hit a tree with my legs and the tree will cut off. There will be no sleep the night of his return. This is Vestiges of Violence. A weekly podcast about personal stories of violence victims. For Human Angle, I am Hamida. Like millions of other people in northeastern Nigeria, Aisha and her partner, Umar Mustafa, were displaced due to the Boko Haram conflict. We are from Bama town, around the market area. Boko Haram would come and kill someone after that. The soldiers will come and shoot people. They once killed someone in front of my house and another at my neighbor's house. Boko Haram was about to start abducting girls. And because we have girls, we feared that if we stay, this thing would happen to our girls. That's why we said, Staying there was dangerous and left. First, they migrated to Cameroon, which shares a border with Borno. And then, in 2015, the authorities transferred them to a displacement camp in Adamawa, another state in the region. One afternoon, six months after they arrived, Umar went out to get money and food to support his family. He did so every other day, only that on this day, he did not come back. Aisha became devastated. We started searching for him in detention centers because we thought he was arrested. After about a month of continuous search, we couldn't find him. And then the government brought us back to our state. We asked people who were detained in Yola. They said they knew him, but he was not with them. We asked everywhere, but he's not there. We thought maybe they brought him here, in Meduguri. But the ex-detainees said they haven't seen him. We have continued to make inquiries. Up to now, we don't know. Maybe he was arrested or hit by a car. We went to hospitals but didn't find anything. Aisha and Umar got married 25 years ago. This means they have been separated now for about a third of that period. When they were together, Umar, as Aisha describes him, was an exemplary husband. I like him for his sincerity and kindness. 
He gives me whatever I needed if he has. He's too sincere. He always told me the truth. Whatever he owns and got from his business, he told me. And if I requested something, he would say this is what we have. And this is what we can do. Also, he always was concerned about his family in all matters. As anyone would imagine, taking care of herself and six children alone is incredibly tough and takes a toll on Aisha. They make some money from sewing traditional caps. Sometimes they walk on farms or beg on the streets. And other times, they go entire days without eating years. Wahalani, this is the way we suffer. When some of my girls become old enough, I had to marry them off because there's nobody to take care of them. We don't have anybody. Only the government. We don't have food. Last week in my house, for five days we didn't cook. On the fifth day, my daughter, Falmata, had become weak and looked like she was going to faint because of hunger. I had to go and sell my aluminium pots and bought one kilo of rice and some beans. I have to request a pot now from my neighbor before even cooking. This is the situation we are in. If Umar was around, he would provide for us. He will go and search and come. Maybe he will go for firewood or go and work on people's farms. Aisha says she has lost a lot of weight to sleep deprivation and a habit of worrying especially at night. Her daughters miss their fathers too. Ten-year-old Makal, who is the second to the last one, cries frequently. Makal will say that man is my father coming. I will be the one to say, sorry Makal, it is not him. And I will beg her that we should go. I'm begging the NGO. If they are able to search, they should help us and search for him. If we get any information from them, we'll be happy. This is an episode of Vestiges of Violence. This story was reported and scripted by Kunle Adebajo and edited by Hawa Shafinuhu. Produced by Atahi Rojibrin. A quick note about our voice acting. All dramatizations in this episode are based on actual interviews conducted with the subject. Voice acting by Hawa Booker. The senior producer is Anthony Asamota. The executive producer is Ahmed Selkida. For more stories, go to humanangumedia.com and find more episodes wherever you get your podcasts. I am Haimida. <laughs>